This is Hot Tech with Jan Vermeulen. Well, joining us on the line now instead of at the end of the show as we usually do, Jan Vermeulen, editor at My Broadband. Jan, good afternoon to you and thanks for joining us. Good afternoon. It's a pleasure to be here. Thanks for accommodating me a bit earlier today. Not at all, Jan. Life happens. Life is not a constant and ever-changing universe. I'm sure you'd agree with that <laughs> saying, won't you? Okay. Definitely. So, Jan, let's start with this competition commission hauling the banks to the Constitutional Court over alleged RAND manipulation. Yeah, so um, f- folks who are familiar with the case will, will, will know what, what's going on here. But to, to recap, mm-hmm. um, the, the, the several banks, it's 28 banks in total, have been accused of conspiring to fix the RAND's prices. Um, uh, but it's like it's until 2013. It's like for a short period, I think uh, somewhere between 2010 and 2013. And okay. essentially, they, they fixed the prices to... Um, to benefit themselves and their clients. Um, and it's, uh, it's not in a major way, and, and perhaps we'll get into that. But the bottom line is that um, the Competition Commission is alleging that there was a pretty massive conspiracy uh, between banks uh, to, to fix the RAND prices uh, for, for their own gain. And, uh, and so the matter went to the Competition Appeal Court, mm-hmm. which um, actually pretty much struck down the Competition Commission's entire case. Um, uh, saying that essentially saying the competition commission had bitten off more than it could chew. There is no way that it could prove a single overarching conspiracy like this. It's it's uh, it, it's it's the burden of proof is just too high, um, and uh, and so the competition commission um, uh, said, okay, well, fine. I'm going to appeal this to the constitutional court. Mm-hmm. They've um, they, they've they've uh, portioned the case out a little bit more. So they've been they they've taken the lessons. Uh, they've taken at least some of the lessons that they've learned from the, the ruling of the competition appeals court. Um, and but essentially they are appealing appealing the ruling and uh, essentially uh, reinstating or want to want um, uh, you know the constitutional court to say that they can. A, um, investigate charges and pursue a case against several South African banks, including Nedbank, Standard Bank, First Rand, um, uh, and Investec, um, um, and then a bunch of international banks. Um, so uh, they say APSA has already settled, or at least um, applied for leniency, not settled, sorry, they've APSA has applied for leniency already. And so, um, uh, yeah, the, that, that's, that's where we stand with this uh, competition, with the, 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 the Constitutional Court case, is, um, is the, the Competition Commission's attempt to overturn, uh, effectively, a Competition Appeal Court ruling and proceed uh, with an investigation and prosecution of um, of these banks, and so uh, there's been a lot of misinformation and misunderstanding about um, what this actually did to the rand during you know this period. Um, you know, with people saying, oh, you know, that uh, the the weakness of the rand is is as a result of this, but that's not. Um, we've we've chatted to to economists, and National Treasury itself has actually come out and said, no, that's not true. That's that's not how this works, and not how that happened. Um, when we're talking about price fixing, we're not talking about banks collapsing the rand um, for their own benefit. In fact, okay. the, the the effect would have been on both sides. They would have sometimes um, had the rand be slightly stronger uh, for their own benefit, and sometimes slightly weaker, depending on which way the transaction goes. Right. Um, but, but they they so so it, it's not it, they, it's not a conspiracy to weaken the rand. It's a conspiracy to manipulate the price. To to uh, what maximally benefits them, and so okay. the the reason the rand is 
in its weak place today is still, as we've always said, um, the the ANC's mismanagement of South Africa. Um, like the, uh, you know, we've had so many um, incidents from uh, Jacob Zuma appointing Des van Rooyen for that, like. Uh, brief stint as finance minister yes. to the whole Lady R situation, mm-hmm. um, the Russian, the Russian ship cargo that, ship, right? That, mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that docked mm-hmm. in South Africa, right. and the American, the American ambassador accusing us of supplying Russia with arms. That tanked the rand, and and even after the uh, ambassador recanted what he said to to some extent, to to most of what he said essentially, the rand hasn't really recovered from that. And so um, uh, there's, there's, uh, what the banks did pales in comparison to those sort of macroeconomic effects. So, okay. um, so just, just to kind of um, put that all into context, while what the banks uh, did, allegedly did here, um, is incredibly wrong and perhaps even criminal, mm-hmm. um, it's, it's, uh, it, it is not what uh, people are suggesting, which is that they've uh, somehow collapsed the economy or collapsed the rand or, or anything like that for their own benefit. Um, but that doesn't mean that what they did was was moral or good. It was certainly illegal. Oh, well, watch the space. Let's see how that pans out, uh, Jan. Sorry, I don't mean to row out. We need to rush on because we've just got a few more minutes left to chat. St- yes, staying with yeah. banks, we've got this huge confusion over FNB app uh, tap to pay a shutdown. What's, what happened yeah, there? Um, yeah, so, so briefly, so we can uh, uh, move on to other things as well. Um, essentially, FNB announced that it was uh, no longer supporting uh, Tap2Pay in the Android version of its mobile app. Um, but you can still use Tap2Pay on Samsung Pay, Apple Pay, Google Pay, Fitbit Pay, Garmin Pay, any pay really. Um, you, can, you can still, it's still have Tap2Pay on that. You have Tap2Pay on your cards. They're not turning off Tap2Pay. Essentially, the, the, the confusion came as a result of a Sunday Times headline okay. on Sunday. Um, and, um, and people read the headline, but not the content of the story or even the, just the first line of the story or the subtitle of the story. Um, but yeah, I mean, this headline was big and bold on Facebook, and so I can, you know, I can kind of see um, why people were misled. But also, um, I think let it be a lesson. Um, you know, be careful of just reading the headline. Right. Um, and, you know, like check check out the story, or at least the Indeed. Facebook. In this case, just the Facebook post attached right. to the headline for a bit more detail. So yeah, that that's where the confusion okay. comes from, and what it's and what it's about. Okay, and South Africa announcing new deadlines for switching off 2G and 3G. Yeah, this is a this was an an, uh, an encouraging one. Uh, we we reached out to the Department of Communications about this because there's there was a new spectrum policy uh, approved by cabinet at the end of December already, and um, and part of that was going to be when are we going to switch off 2G and 3G because it was supposed to happen in March already. Right. Um, and uh, and so, uh, but obviously, the, the, all the deadlines leading up to that March mm-hmm. deadline have already been missed. So we've assumed, okay, the, you're going to miss the March deadline, but wh- what's happening? What are the new deadlines? And so after a bit of backwards and forwards, we finally got solid feedback out of the Department of Communications. And essentially what they've said, they're delaying the whole process. Um, uh, and they're accommodating feedback from the mobile network operators. So the shutdown of 2G and 3G will start happening from 2025, from middle, from the middle of 2025, um, and then it will continue until 2027. And the operators themselves 
will be able to choose the order in which they shut down the networks. Because some of the networks want to shut down their 3G first, some want to shut down their 2G first. Um, And so rather than the the government and the department stipulating which, which network to shut down when, they are allowing the operators to um, to uh, determine their own path to shut up, okay. which is great. I think it's a, I think it's a wonderful compromise. Um, I, I would have hoped that it would have happened sooner, um, but um, the, the fact that we have some concrete uh, plan that looks quite workable to me is actually quite quite cool and quite exciting. And I'm, I'm, I'm hopefully I'm, I'm hopeful that the, the industry sees it the same way. Uh, okay. and, and, um, and that South Africa can move to um, essentially pure 4G and 5G, and then we can reuse the network capacity that we were using for 2G and 3G to make stuff even faster, better, and cheaper down the line. Indeed. Jan, we're going to have to leave it there. You're relieved of command. You may head off to your function, your urgent uh, function. <laughs> thanks so Jan, much. thanks so much for joining us uh, once again on a Tuesday to bring us the latest uh, on the hot tech scene. Our editor at My Broadband, Jan Vermeulen.